Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. So by God's grace, we want to look at another uh, person who worked closely with Paul in our studies. We are examining the requirements of being an effective worker or laborer in God's vineyard. Um, By God's grace, we've looked at some people so far. We've looked at Luke. We've looked at um, Paphras. We've looked at Barnabas. Last week, we looked at Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah. Um, this week, we are going to look at somebody who is not very known, but is in scriptures. His name is Tiakos. Um, I don't know what's happening to my computer. Yes. Yes. So, we will open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians 4, we will read from verse 7. We'll just read that whole section. Colossians 4, from verse 7 down to verse 15. But our focus is going to be the first character there. Theakos. I can read. Yes, read. Abigail, thank you. Um, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner... Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You've received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only two Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends his greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Herapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to all the brothers and sisters in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. Okay. So, Tychicus, let's look at another portion of scripture where he was mentioned in um, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. Um, Bethel, can you read verse 21 down to verse 24? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may know how I am how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. 
A. So, um, looking at that efficiency, um, sorry, looking at Colossians, we want to just explore and discuss this brother called Theakikos. He was one of those who worked closely with Paul. Um, so if we look at that Colossians chapter 4, verse 7, there's so much lessons we can learn from there. Um, so the Bible says, Theakikos, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servants in the Lord will tell you all the news about me. I don't know what we see there, but let me just highlight a few points quickly. Number one, Kyakikos was a beloved brother. Beloved. And I don't know if you remember, you 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 know this the testimony of John. John was called John the Beloved. Why? Because he was close to Jesus. John was beloved because he was close to Jesus. Anytime they listed their names, the disciples, John's name was never at the back of the list. Was never the last on the list. It was people like Judas who were far away from Jesus, whose name will always be listed as the last. They will list all the names and then they will say, and Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus. So I think the first thing to note was he was beloved. Tiachikos is beloved. Not only beloved to Paul, but also beloved of the Lord. That's the first thing. So you notice that for anybody who is going to be effective in the vineyard of the Lord and an effective worker, that person should be beloved of the Lord, close to the Lord. That's the first thing we note. Before we start talking about him being a minister or being a servant, before we talk about what he's doing, we first of all talk about his relationship first with the Lord. And that is the order we see in, in our life and in our work with Jesus. It is first of all your relationship with the master before we talk about what you do for the master. It is first of all your work with the Lord before your work with uh, your work for God. So we must be clear in our hearts about those things. God is first of all interested in your work with him before your work for him. When we get the order wrong, we will not be pleasing God. If you remember um, the testimony of Cain and Abel, 
It was very clear there. The Bible said, and with Abel, God was pleased. Maybe we should read it. Let me not paraphrase it. Let's go to Genesis. Just to remind us, I know we know these things. But like Paul said, it is not hard. It is not burdensome for us to go over these things again. Genesis chapter 4. We'll come back to um, to Colossians. Genesis 4. Can somebody read for us? Um, Verse 3, verse 4, and verse 5. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to 5. Okay. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. And the Lord had respected and regard, uh, had respect and regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard, or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. Okay. So we see there that the Lord had regard, first of all, for Abel before his offering. It is Abel and his offering. And then Cain and his offering. So if the Lord has regard, has respect, acknowledged Abel's life first, then automatically his offering will be acknowledged. So it is life first before ministry. It is not work first before ministry or before life. It is your work with God first. And it's obvious here, as you know the story of Cain and Abel, why God did not have regard for for Cain. Cain was an angry man. Cain could not put anger under. Cain had problem with anger. So, even if he brought the greatest offering, God is saying, who is giving the offering? It's not the offering first. Who is bringing it? That's what matters to God. So even in the life of uh, Tachikos, the Bible is highlighting to us, he's a beloved brother first, before he's a faithful minister or a servant. And, you know, by God's grace, this ought to be paramount in our own understanding as well. I don't know. Can we, can we contribute? Is there anything we want to, any, anything we want to um, add to what I've just said? Because it's good we all talk about it. It's important. Yes. Talking about Tachikos in Colossians. Welcome, Salido family. We are looking at Colossians chapter 4. We are examining the life or the account written about this brother called Tachikos, a fellow 
um, worker with Paul. Uh, I think, George, with um, uh, Paul entrusted everything with him, mm -hmm. mm. and because I'm sure Paul has seen his, uh, you know, heart um, that he is serious in, in the ministry, in, in the vineyard of uh, mm. the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why. Paul has the, seen that heart. That's why he entrusted everything, all the information about uh, his affairs. Hmm. That's why he's a beloved minister of the yes. church. Yes. Do we see another characteristic there? You know, a faithful minister. So he was a beloved brother. You know, he was he was a is he was part of the the brotherhood or and the sisterhood as it were of Christ and his body. So he was part of the church, but also a faithful minister. Faithful. And that's another point God will have us understand. That God is looking for faithful men and women. Faithful in their work with God and in their work for God. Faithfulness is what is needed in a servant of God. It's not, first of all, fruitfulness, actually. The fruitfulness is God that controls it. You know? Um, in, in a sense. But God, first of all, is looking for faithfulness. If you look at the, the story of the parable, the parable about the talents, you will notice that those three servants, two of them were faithful. They obeyed what the master asked them to do. They put the money of the master to work. But one of them was not faithful. What did he do? He went and buried the master's money, the master's talent. That's not faithfulness. In fact, when the master was going to give verdict in that story, he called him a wicked servant for not putting to use what God had given him or what the master had given him. So one other point God wants us to take note of is that we ought to be faithful. You know, um, can can we read that from Amplified, verse 7? I don't know how Amplified puts verse 7. Um, yes, Jethro, you always carry Amplified. Read it for us, please. Colossians chapter 4, verse 7. Okay. I, yes? Hydricus will give you full information about my affairs. He is a much-loved brother and faithful ministering assistant and oh. fellow servant with us in the Lord. Okay. He also uses the word faithful. Is there another translation?
I think most of the other transitions use the word faithful as well. What's the meaning of faithfulness? Yes? The message. Okay, what does the paraphrase say? Yes? Paraphrase. Yes. My good friend, Tychicus, will tell you all about me. He's a trusted minister and and companion in the service of the master. Okay, so there is... There is another word that has been introduced there. Being trustworthy or being trusted. So, do we understand that the work of God is actually a trust God has committed to you and me? He has entrusted his work. He has entrusted his his plans. He has entrusted his agenda to us as ministers and as servants of God. God has placed into our hands a trust. Or should I say you are a trustee of what God is doing in your generation. And we must see it that way so that we can understand the responsibility that has been placed on our hands in our generation. We've encouraged ourselves here before several times that we are actually the Christians on duty. God is not going to call Tiakikos back to come and do what we ought to be doing. He has finished his own duty. He has finished his own shift on the timetable of God. We are the ones on duty now. And God is saying we ought to be faithful. Now, looking at that same verse, um, Paul called him a fellow servant in the Lord. Do Do you see the relationship? Paul did not call him a junior servant. Paul called him a fellow servant. We are doing this work together. So, yes, Paul might have been more prominent. Paul might have been the one we we hear and read about. But he had fellow, fellow servants of the Lord working with him. So what does that tell me? That they are actually doing the same work in that sense. Still taking part in what God, collectively they were, we were doing the work of God together because they belong to the same team. So the question is, maybe we should give this illustration. Uh, George, um, yeah. if you notice nowadays, you know, like the pastor and then it says associate pastor. Mm. They don't go like, uh, if you're the main pastor, you will be the pastor, mm. but others will be associated mm. pastor, isn't it? Yes. That might just be because of rules and responsibilities. It, it has, it doesn't, you know, in our generation, every time we look at God's work, God must help our hearts to make us understand that there is no hierarchy in that sense. I pray you get what I'm saying. You see, God's work 
there is order there is um for the purpose of responsibility and gifting and what god wants to do god is not a confucianist he's just like the body the body has various parts and each of those parts have various functions so if the mouth starts complaining that i am not the ear how will the body function if the tongue says, nobody sees me, I want to be seen. Can you imagine a human being? Eh? The tongue is complaining. Oh, I want to be seen. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. And the body is always like this. There's no way. <laughs> there is no way the mouth can talk. There's no way the body can talk. If the tongue is insisting, you must see me. Imagine, hmm? or your heart is complaining and he's saying, why I'm always hidden from everybody's sight. I want to be known. I think we've talked about it here. Imagine the brain saying, I'm always in this skull and I want to be known. I want to be seen. Eh? And you see a man walking with his brain exposed. Is it possible? That's the issue. That's the issue with the body. Not everybody will be seen, but everybody will have a function. Everybody will have a part to play so that the body, the church of the body of Christ will function. So even if we don't see, we don't hear much of Theakikos, look at what, look at the function he played here. The Bible said, Paul said, he will tell you all the news about me. You know, it touched my heart as I read it. Can God actually tell you, uh, talk about you and say, I am sending Akin to you. I am sending Kevin to you. I'm sending Nika to you. He will tell you all about me. Wonderful. Can God commit such a trust to me and you? That God is saying, I'm sending Regine to you, she will tell you all about me. That's, you know, it was, I know it was, we are talking about Paul here, but look at it, the practical application for us. Can I be so faithful that I can tell people all about the Lord Jesus? That was, that was the, that was the responsibility Tachikos carried. He was going to tell the brethren about Paul. But far more than that, I don't think he'll be telling the brethren. You see, Paul um, Paul ate bread this morning for breakfast. And actually, his lunch was just water and some vegetables. Then his dinner. I don't think that was what Paul, or uh, Theakikos, was telling the brethren in Colossae about Paul. What do you think? What do you think he was telling the brethren? Let's discuss. What do you think um, Tachikos was telling the brethren about Paul? I'm sure it's all about the work of God, George. <laughs> you know, Paul was, was in prison. He was, he was being restricted. 
the brethren want to know why was he being restricted? Why is it? Why? What happened? Why is he under house arrest? He will tell him, he will be telling the brethren about the letters Paul has written to the other brethren. He'll be telling the brethren about what they are doing as per the work of God. And as they hear about the news about the work of God, they are also encouraged to do the work of God themselves. It wasn't about the type of shoe Paul was wearing. No. That, was, that, that, that is of no that, that is of no eternal value to anybody. Oh, you know, Paul woke up this morning and he found out that he needed a new pair of trousers. So he went and bought some chinos. What is that? That is not that's not what Tachikos will be telling the brethren. It's going to be about the kingdom, about what the, the what Paul and the other brethren were doing to serve God. And look at what the news will bring. He said, so that he may know your circumstances. You see, Paul was sending Tachikos to the brethren, to the brethren in Colossae, so that he that because we know their flight, their circumstances, and also to comfort their heart. So he was not only bringing news to the brethren. What was he doing? He was also there to encourage the brethren, to comfort their hearts, to encourage them in the way of the Lord, to remind them of the comfort they have in Jesus. So he was a, he, he was a faithful minister. He was not just a messenger. I hope you understand. He wasn't just carrying news and bring, he was also there to do a work among the brethren to encourage them in their faith. Now, you know, we read a reference, another um, corresponding scripture in Ephesians. Let's just go there. Ephesians chapter 6. I'll read it, verse 21 and 22. He said, this is to the efficient brethren, but that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tachikos, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you. Do you see? The same thing. The same assignment. He was going to deliver, he was going to bring news about what they were doing to the efficient brethren, not to the Colossian brethren this time. The brethren in Colossae is Paul sent Tychicus. And Paul wanted to do the same thing with the brethren in the efficient church. Who did he send? Tachikos. Again, verse 22 says, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, so that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your heart. Do you see? The same thing. Exactly what happened, the ministry he had to the Colossian brethren, to the church in Colossae, he was doing the same thing with the brethren in, in Ephesus. Like we said, he was not just a messenger. He was not just an information carrier. 
he was a minister. He, he was serving God. He was encouraging the brethren. So when he brought the news about Paul and what they were doing, he too wanted to know how the brethren in the official church were doing. He wanted to know their challenges. And in the process of knowing their challenges, what will he do? He will comfort them. And excuse me, let's think about it. How do you think you will comfort them? Is it just by tapping their head and say, oh, sorry, you know, it will be well. No, it will pray with them. It will read scripture with them. It will study the word of God with them. It will challenge their hearts. You know, there are challenges. They are in their various challenges. It will be there to show them the word of God, to comfort their hearts. And probably, George, um, yes. all I can say is probably Taichikos is also sharing how Paul is encouraged uh, through the word of God that even though he's in prison, yep. that he still uh, has that joy and peace in his heart, knowing that God is with him. So I'm sure, you know, he can share those encouragement to the brethren. That's why it will give them comfort as well mm. if they are facing the same persecution as Paul. Exactly. You know, it, it encourages me so much that this brother was not prominent in that sense, but see the great work he was doing. This work he, he was doing was a great work. And can we be challenged as well? That, yes, Regine, you want to say something? It's mom who says something. <laughs> uh, why are you, okay, you two must say something. You, you I raise have, your hand I, on behalf I, of mom. I, I, yes? Yeah. No, I, I, I asked her to raise her hand. <laughs> Because I just wanted to, um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say what this verse is sort of telling. And um, forgive me, but um, I just need to mention um, that um, it reminded me mm. of Lichu's mom. Mm. Um, what do you call this? Um, I uh, when I attended her, um, what was it, Kevin? What do you call that? There was that service that. <laughs> It was the wake. I called it the wake. Yeah, it was that <clears throat> It was the wake of um, Leech's mom. And when it says about, we'll tell you all the news about me. I am. Um, what what came to mind was that um, um, Leech's mother. Uh, they were all talking about her. That she, uh, though she uh, didn't have sight, um, but she was so very. Uh, perceptive of everyone's uh, what, what is happening to the people around her mm. that she always asked about um, um, their very present situation so um, Taikikus could almost um, say what is happening to Paul could probably be meaning that um, they have the care and the compassion about the situations of every person in the in the fellowship mm. You know, in a, well, the fellow servants, they always talk about each other mm. and the situations that they are faced in. And and obviously, when it says about um, um, encouraging and knowing, it says that he may know your circumstances. 
So it's a bit like us when we talk to each other, what's happening in your life? And is there anything that needs to be done? You know, is there any problems that need to be? What What do we do? We comfort mm. each other and we pray for each other's circumstances. And um, that really touched me about uh, Lichu's uh, mother, how without her sight, she's uh, very perceptive about others because she always asks about their circumstances and always ends up praying about mm. them. We need such people more and more. Honestly. They are not preachers. They are not in front, but they are doing a great work in the kingdom of God. And they will not lose their reward because this is asking about people's circumstances all the time. It's a, it's a big heart. And the love for God that does that. You know, and I'm I'm also challenged because, you know, it's very easy when you meet with brethren. Oh, how are you doing? How are you doing? And everybody just goes, mind his own business. But when you have people who are always checking and saying, how are you doing? How are you? Beyond all the, oh, I'm fine. What, what is happening? How are you doing? They are not just being nosy. They are doing a great work as the Lord will, will, will enlarge their hearts to do. And also just to add, you know, um, what she does is uh, affects Li Chu in herself. Because mm. um, she so reminds me of Li Chu. Mm. It's as if like, I, I know I haven't met her yeah. because they were all saying all these nice things. But I think I have met her because Li Chu is in her. Because that's yeah. what Li Chu does. Yes, exactly. You know, it's just, this is, this is a great testimony, honestly. And this brother, um, Tachikos, is making us see it again. You know, always checking. He will, he will know about your circumstance. He will, he's concerned about you. So, you know, can God help us to carry this kind of heart as well? That we'll not be too self-conscious of our own circumstance. But we are checking on the circumstance of other people. It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely um, testimony that this brother is opening our eyes to see. And like Ria said, you know, using Lich's one as an illustration. And I'm praying that God will help us so that we will be challenged by this as well. And carry it forward in seeing how we can also emulate this kind of lifestyle. Um, you know, in that verse 22, he said, so that he may comfort your heart. So all the asking of questions of knowing how you are doing is not for the purpose of gossip. It's not for the purpose of spreading news around. It's for the purpose of comforting hearts, encouraging them in the Lord, praying for them. That's the purpose so that he may comfort your heart. He wants to know your affairs, so that he can be of help. You know? And it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like, um, 
purpose to have. And maybe, um, this is just coming to my heart now, maybe if we have this kind of heart more and more, even to unbelievers, we'll be able to reach them easily. Even to those that don't know the Lord, the, the light of Christ can shine through that relationship. May God help us that this will not just be head knowledge, but it will be something we can carry forward as we as we walk with Him. Um, I think I will stop here. I don't know if we have any other input. Yes. A lot of the gym. Yes. Like, what you are saying is important. Yes. Uh, yes. I read somewhere that, um, I'll say again, that, uh, that Ephesians was co written with Tachikos. Yes. And, but also, as you were saying about um, what he's saying about Paul, because in Hebrews, a lot of the a, a lot of the Jewish uh, Christians, as it were, were, were going back to the law. Going back because of the persecution and the difficulties and all that, so to actually go there and, as uh, Nika said, to go and say that he's he's still you know fully fully supported the Lord and um, going and it was was timely, should we say, uh, it was timely because many were going back and if you look at Galatians as well, you know these are sort of where so they comforted him because they knew that he hadn't gone back to the old yeah. you know to the law. Yes, yes. It's um, it's, it's just it's wonderful to to see these truths, you know. Very, not a prominent brother, in that sense. But the few verses that the Bible talked about him is giving us great lessons for our lives. That that shows me the depth of what he was doing. It was a great work. You and know, I think, I, yes. I was going to say, you, the studies you've done over this last, I don't know, was it three or three, maybe four weeks, is that when you first get the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, you think it's going to be full of everybody, yeah, full of everybody. And then you read it and it's full of Paul, which is good, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. But then now that you've actually looked and said, well, actually, it's there is a lot more people that are actually flowing right through the, through, yeah. through the Bible here, sort of thing. It's um, so there are there are sort of yeah. So it's good. It's good to highlight and Tychicus mm. is um is in about three or four of the books. Yeah. Uh, is in Timothy and Titus as well. Yeah. So uh, you know it's, it is it, it is interesting. He starts being sort of single vision, don't you? Single eyed Paulian. Is it Pauline or Paulian? Yeah. Paulian type gospel. You know, as opposed to a Jesus gospel. Yes, mm-hmm. there's there's a. I think it was in it was mentioned in Timothy as well. Let me see. Um, I thought I saw. Is it Second Timothy chapter four? Let me look at that verse. I think it was. It was yeah, four twelve. Second ah, Timothy 12. twelve. And you see, and the Bible says, and I have sent to Ephesus, and we are seeing what he was sent to Ephesus to do in the book of Ephesians. 
that we that we just read. You know, so um it's just is 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 lovely to see the team Paul was working with. And it just reminds us again that we might think, oh, it's all about Paul. But no, he had brethren who he was working with who were also doing the work. So if Tachikos was in, that shows me and you that there is no everlasting man. No matter how great the anointing you have on your head, you still need fellow workers, mm-hmm. fellow servants of God with you. There is no champion in that sense in the work of God. You know, it just throws more light into what Jesus was saying. That don't call anybody master. Eh? There is only one master, the Christ. And you are all brethren. All brothers and sisters in Christ. Working together. So yes, Paul did a lot. Wrote letters. But even the letters, he wasn't writing it alone. <laughs> it wasn't. If you look at um, his letters, he co-wrote the letters with Timothy, with Sivanus. You know? If we, if we start checking those letters, I think we've done them before. We've checked those letters before. Isn't it? In the book of Galatians. He wrote it with who? Let me see. Okay. He only mentioned Paul there, isn't it? Now, Philippians was definitely not Paul alone. Paul and Timothy, the book of Philippians. Ephesians. Okay. They listed it there. Colossians. I'm just checking. Um, that's Paul. Thessalonians. Three people. Paul, Sivanos, and Timothy wrote the letter. The second letter, Thessalonians, it was the three of them. You know, so it's it's um it just shows the 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 cooperative nature of God's work. There is no champion in God's work. There's no champion. And as what you mentioned earlier, George, it's like you know, our body has a head and then mm. Uh, and our body has different parts like us in the church as well and then um there are some like you know even just um trying to prepare the church mm. the place we worship they play an important part isn't it it's like the prayer warriors we don't see them but uh you know in their closet they've been praying for the church, so they they play an important role, though we cannot see them. Like you mentioned earlier, the heart we don't see the heart, but it plays an important role in the body. The brain is hidden, but mm. plays an important role in the body. But same as well as 
everyone in the church. Mm. May God grant us, help us to walk in that understanding all the time. So we'll stop here. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m. 